Welcome to the Online Success Journey Podcast, your opportunity to discover and learn from entrepreneurs like yourself. This is not your typical podcast, but a place where you can get the real story and find out how real people encounter speed bumps and detours, but journey through to find success. Now here's your host for the Online Success Journey Podcast, Patience. Hello everyone and welcome to Online Success Journey. This is episode 259. Today we have Alexandria Maria, an empowerment coach, a business mentor for aspiring entrepreneurs. Her mission is to help women make their dream life a reality. Hello Alexandria. Hello, thank you for having me. Ah, thank you for coming. I know the clan is anxious to hear your story. So let's get started with the basics. Can you tell my clan a bit about your background, about what you did before you started your own online business? Yeah, so um, I started in a very different industry. Um, my original career was actually an insurance broker. Um, so I'd had this kind of as I've been growing up, I thought, you know, you study really hard, you get good grades, you get a good job, and then you'll be happy. So I went through this process. I got a good university degree. I got my business master's, um, applied to lots of graduate schemes in London and became an insurance broker and kind of thought, okay, I've, you know, I've ticked all these boxes now. They should, I should be happy now. These should be good. And the job itself was, you know, great in many respects, but I just had this like whisper, this itch that just said something was missing. Something just wasn't quite slotting into place for me. And that whole itch just ended up getting a lot louder. The voice got a lot louder. And and that's what led me on the whole journey that led me to do what I do today. Wow. What a journey, Alexandra. What is the most dangerous belief an online entrepreneur can have? I think the most dangerous belief is that it's already been done, so I shouldn't do it. Um, I work with a lot of women that are moving into, you know, the online businesses. Um, I work with a lot of coaches and they have a tendency to just look and think the market's saturated. There's no room for me. um, Therefore, there's no point in me listening to this whisper that says I should be doing this, you know, because a lot of the women I work with have heard a calling. They've, you know, they've they've been on this journey, they've been on this path of a real self discovery before they uncover what their purpose is, and then they they get to this beautiful point of clarity where they they know what it is they want to do and how they want to help people, and all of a sudden this voice kicks in, this limiting belief, and it's saying, you know, there's too many people doing that, or who do you think you are to be doing that? So I think that's one of the most dangerous one that holds people back because with that belief, they never begin. How do you help women and cover their life purpose? So I always think of it as um, instead of like adding things, it's kind of a stripping away of things. So I feel like everyone has this inner guidance. They have, you know, they have your, your intuition, some people call it, or your, your gut feeling. But the world is so noisy and we get so caught up in the things that we should be doing and the things that society tells us we should want. And all these, all these things generate this noise and it becomes really hard to tune in and actually think, what is it that I want from my life? What do I enjoy? So I always think of it really as a complete stripping away of those layers, turning down the noise, coming into a space of quiet contemplation, essentially. 
where they can actually tune in and, and ask themselves those questions that they haven't asked in a really long time. You know, when's the last time you asked yourself, what is it that you truly want from life? When is it the last time that you allowed yourself to dream really big? So it's it's coming back to these questions, coming back to themselves. And from this place, the path forward always seems so much clearer. You mentioned it, uh, thriving female entrepreneurs. They are having limited beliefs. How, how are they thriving? So I help them get rid of limiting beliefs and move beyond limiting beliefs. I want to say get rid. Limiting beliefs have a, a pesky habit of reappearing, particularly when you do things like up level in your career or um, in an aspect of your life. So it's also finding these tools that when they kind of do rear their ugly head, you know how to, to work with them and, and manage them. But the reason I say sort of, you know, surviving or, or thriving is because I see a lot of female entrepreneurs going into this hustle mode. And this hustle mode is like, do, 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 you know, take more and more action. It's just this constant, like, it's like you're on a treadmill that you can't get off. I really, I feel like when you're in that mode, you're in survival mode. You're constantly reacting. You're not actually zooming out, coming from this calm, clear place of clarity and saying, you know, what is it that I want to create and how can I create that? And and the irony is that a lot of these women that are getting stuck in this hustle mode, they're doing it because they wanted to create a life of freedom. They wanted to have a calmer way of living. And yet they've created something that doesn't allow for that. It actually makes them more stressed or more trapped within their business. So I teach something that's called the, the CAR method, which was a method that I came up with. And it really incorporates all these different elements. So, you know, clarity, action, lifestyle, mindset and motivation so that when they're creating these businesses, they can really thrive within them and that it can be a, a real I don't like to use the word balance because I think it's a, a dangerous word to use, but that they can actually create something that embodies the type of life that they wanted to create, as well as having a business that is, you know, thriving and successful. Okay, I know you had this calling, but uh, why do you do what you do? I think I do what I do because I know how miserable the alternative was. Um, and what I mean by that is not... Well, I was miserable with my alternative jobs as well, but <laughs> I mean the the alternative of staying in a life and staying small when you know that you're destined for so much more and you've got these dreams that you want to 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 bring into reality, but you're staying stuck. And it, you know, it mirrors my own journey. I found myself really depressed, really anxious. I suffered some really bad lows in my life because I was so stuck in creating this life that was out of alignment because I thought it's what I should do and I didn't realize that you know in kind of the lowest points I didn't realize that there was those opportunities even available to me you know I thought the luxury of running your own business and creating your own timetable or doing something that filled you with like purpose and joy was just something that was meant for other people that wasn't meant for me so I think that's where the fire and the passion comes from because I think every woman deserves to be happy. I think every woman deserves to create the life that she dreams about. And, you know, that will be unique to, to every woman. For different women, it won't involve, you know, starting a business. Um, but I think that's why I'm so passionate because I reached such lows and felt so miserable within my own life when I wasn't embodying what I wanted to embody. Let's put the man aside. How do you know you are successful? To me, success is 
and again, I think it comes in contrast maybe to, to what I've experienced previously, but it's getting up every morning and being excited by the day ahead. That to me is successful because I just, every morning I wake up and I've got a fire in my belly and I'm energized. And there was times where, you know, I would snooze the alarm for as long as possible. I would roll out of bed. I would be on the tube and I would be like gray faced and miserable. And I would be dragging myself through the week, just like trying to get through to like Thursday, Friday, living for the weekend, and then just starting this vicious cycle again. So Yes, there's other measures of success. You know, I create incredible results for women. I've helped women start all kinds of businesses, you know, fashion businesses, coaching businesses, technology businesses. But I think the real kind of core of success is actually that there is that joy in it still. Every day I feel that motivation to help more women to get up and and to create. Can anyone be an entrepreneur or are some people more cut out for it than others? I actually think everyone could be an entrepreneur. I just don't think everyone wants to be. For me, I thrive under this possibility that I can create anything. Like I can have an idea one day and literally bring it into reality the next day. And I love that it's all on me. You know, I, I do have a small team now, but you know, I run the business. I am I am the 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 life of the business. And I love that, but I and I think anyone's capable of doing that. I just don't think everyone wants to. And I think that's the beauty of being human, you know, we all we're all unique, we're all different. I have a lot of friends who literally think I am crazy. They're like, I can't imagine doing what you do, or you know, it must be so stressful and I would hate the pressure. But but for me, I don't feel that pressure as much because it's outweighed by the joy of what I'm creating. And I have a lot of trust in what I'm creating as well. So I think anyone is capable of doing it. I just think it depends whether you want to or not. What have you learned from business as a whole? What have I learned from business as a whole? I would say I have learned that anything is possible. Um, so previous to running a coaching business, I actually started a health food business. So I made a health food product and I basically reached this really desperate point in my last job where I was like, I'm seriously miserable. I need to get out of this job. I don't know what to do. Um, and I went to a, a brunch one day, which was about, um, how to start your own food business. And I actually went there with the intention of networking with some of the founders and trying to get a job in one of their, their businesses. And whilst I was sat there, I had this idea for um, a health food jam. So traditional jams, full of sugar, not very healthy. And I had this idea I could create a healthy jam that people could enjoy. And I knew nothing about making jam. <laughs> I knew nothing about starting a business. I knew nothing about the food industry. You know, I, I'd only worked kind of, out of my master's for three years and that had been within the finance industry so I was completely green um and I just kind of learned as I went you know Google was my best friend um having a coffee with someone you know coercing them into having a coffee with me and and sharing some of their secrets with me and I just kind of learned as I went and I remember it really just showed me that anything is possible um you can you can bring anything into reality and I always I kind of I share this story a lot but I remember in those moments where I would hit a low and I would think oh you know am I delusional is is this possible what am I doing I'd remember the story and I actually I heard it off a, another podcast and it was a guy who makes doggy sunglasses and I would think of this guy out there 
I think he's in America and he makes doggy sunglasses. And I would think to myself, if there's a guy out there making it work and he's making dog sunglasses, I can make this work. So yeah, I think it's just, it's just giving me that, that belief and that knowledge that anything is possible. And that's translated to, to different parts of my life in, in multiple ways. Okay. Uh, tell us how can we recess what is important in our lives now, what that is happening with the COVID-19? Yeah, so I actually think, you know, it's undoubtedly a really difficult time. But I think, you know, with all difficulties within our life, we have to kind of extract the gifts and, and work out how we can use it still to, to help us grow, to help us learn. And I actually think it's been a really powerful time of transformation for a lot of people. I think, um, you know, alone or, you know, you know, locked in a house, you know, maybe with some family members as well, not necessarily alone, but but really forced to face our own thoughts. And, and without many of the distractions of day to day life, we've had to have a radical reassessment of what's truly making us happy and what do we want from our lives. And I actually think a lot of that has naturally kind of come out of that. I'm seeing a lot of people leaving the city, for example, a lot of people moving into nature because they're like, actually, what's important to me is being around more nature. Um, you know, on the reverse, I've seen some people who are moving into cities because they're thinking, what am I waiting for? You know, you know, life goes on hold sometimes. We need to make the most of it. But in terms of how to use that time best, I'm a, I'm a big big um, believer in in life assessment tools so I use one um, I made my own kind of variation of it um, but I call it the life audit but the people call it sort of the wheel of life tool or the circle of life tool and what you do is you go through each area of your life and you assess how you're how satisfied you are on a scale of zero to ten and I just think this is a really beautiful tool because so often when I start working with women, I work with a lot of women that feel stuck or they feel lost or, you know, overwhelmed. And we begin working together and they say, well, you know, I'm feeling really lost and, and stuck. And I ask them, well, what is it exactly that's making you feel this way? And they don't know. It's just become this general feeling. Whereas when they use this tool and they actually look at the different areas and the different aspects, A, a lot of happiness and gratitude comes in because they can look and go, oh, wow, these elements of my life are actually going really well. But they can also pinpoint where exactly they're not feeling satisfied. And from there, they can work out what shifts and what change they want to create. So I think in terms of how to facilitate transformation in this time and, and reassessing what it is that you truly want from life, I think, as always, you know, tuning in, listening, you know, what is it that you're hearing? Is it that you don't want to be in the city anymore? Is it that you don't actually enjoy the job you're doing? Is it that your relationship maybe isn't working for you? But also using tools like this can really facilitate that by really narrowing it down. Which area is it? Is it that the dissatisfaction is lying in? Because now what is happening, everyone is worried and people are like, are they going to ever have their nine to five jobs? Are they ever going to return to work? So if someone is like that and oh, someone wants to start a business and thinking, oh, well, there's no nine to five job anymore. What should I do? What is your advice? My first piece of advice is to work out what it is that they truly do want to do. You know, what do they enjoy? Where do their passions lie? How can they be of service to other people with those skills? 
And when I say with those skills, you know, it's okay to say, oh, actually, you know, I really enjoy it when I go get massages. I really think that would be the atmosphere I'd love to work in. I'd really love to help people relax in this way and not be actually, you know, a qualified masseuse yet. You can identify what skills you want to gain as well. Um, but I think just really connecting what it is that you enjoy, what you love and, and what can be of service to other people, because, you know, whatever you do, you spend a lot of time doing it. So why not choose something that you love? Why not choose something that lights you up? And I think that really translates to other people as well. You know, I think it it comes across when you're on the receiving end of someone's skills or talents and and they're actually enjoying it when their heart and their soul goes into it as opposed to someone who's kind of doing it because they have to do it. They're doing it for the money or they're doing it to tick a box. So... And I think it's an interesting question as well, because, you know, you're saying, well, a lot of people are thinking, oh, gosh, I might not go back to my nine to five. But I actually think a lot of people are thinking, oh, this is exciting as well. You know, this is my opportunity. I've I've always said I, I want to leave my nine to five. One of the, the things that really upset me when I did work in nine to five was the amount of colleagues and, and friends I'd speak to. And they'd say, well, this isn't my forever job. Um, I was thinking, well, if it's not your forever job, what are you doing here? And, you know, I did it myself. There's no judgment there. You know, I'd sit there and be like, I'm not going to do this forever. But if someone had asked me, well, what are you going to do? I, I couldn't answer that. I was just avoiding the question. I was just numbing out. I was just kind of running from it constantly. Um, the lockdown has given us this opportunity to stop running, to really tune in and go, hang on a minute. If I'm saying this isn't my forever job, what is? What is the one thing that has contributed to your success? I think always having a focus on being willing to learn. Um, I didn't know what I was doing in my previous previous company. Um, I learned on the job and, you know, I took something from my kitchen counter to a national brand, you know, we were st stocked in Ocado, Holland and Barrett, Selfridges, Whole Foods. So I think just that willingness to learn because I think a lot of people kind of have this vision, have this dream, get really excited by it. And they come up against the first hurdle and they go, oh, well, I don't know how to do that and kind of throw their hands in the air. Whereas I always just had this belief that I was like, I can learn how to do this or I can find someone who knows how to do this and work with them. There is always a way around these roadblocks. They aren't kind of a, a dead end. They're just a roadblock. You know, I need to find the diversion. I need to find the alternative route. And I think that's worked really well for me because, you know, my business was hit really hard by, by um, COVID-19 initially. My plan for this year was primarily to do a lot of in-person events. I wanted to run my first retreat. Um, and that was kind of how things were looking. And again, you know, I work for a lot of startups and all of a sudden this, you know, everything stopped, no physical events, everything got cancelled in my diary. It was a a moment where I could have really panicked and there was a moment of sadness you know I'm all for embracing your emotions when they arise and I did have to have a moment and go wow you know this is a lot but then I'm always willing to to pivot and to learn and to think okay how can I take this situation what can I learn from it and I have learned from it you know I've, I've future-proofed my business in a, in a completely different way now you know I've got alternative offerings um I have learned from the situation so I would say that is it because I think, you know, if something isn't an immediate success, that's okay. As long as you can take the good bits, learn from the bad bits and then move forward, kind of taking the, the lessons from both of those. What is one thing no one knows about you? 
That is one thing no one knows about me. Oh, that is a good question. I'm quite open, so I feel like most people know most things about me. Um, one story that I don't often share is um, when I was 21, I ran off to an ashram and spent a month in yoga teacher training. Um, and this was 10 years ago now. So it was like before yoga was cool. It was just, it was just seen as like still a little bit weird, a little bit hippie-ish. Um, but I'd done yoga since I was young. I, I mean, it's hilarious. I got into yoga because Jerry from the Spice Girls liked yoga. So that was actually how I started doing yoga, but I actually fell in love with the practice. And by some chance, there was um, a teenage yoga class near me um, where I lived that I attended for how many years. So when I was 21, and I mean, this should have been a sign. I don't know why I carried on down the path I did. But, you know, if you don't learn your lesson the first time, the universe keeps bringing it to you. Um, but I was working in an office and I remember this office had bars on it. And I remember looking at these bars and thinking, are they to stop people breaking in or to stop the workers from crawling out? Because I was just so bored. I was just mind-numbed. I just felt so trapped. So I decided to book a ticket to Thailand and went off to an ashram for a month. And it was super intense. I was not prepared for it at all. I was the only English girl there. Um, but it was it was an experience. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Oh, well, you went there and did it. <laughs> well done. Uh, what grounds you? What grounds me? Um, you're going to laugh the, the ground. <laughs> uh, I am a big fan of lying on the floor. So if I'm feeling overwhelmed or I've had a really big day, I will lie on the floor and that's physically grounds me um I'm a big fan as well I have a really beautiful grounding meditation that I sometimes share with clients and it's just sort of reconnecting with the earth and and releasing that which we we don't want to hold anymore and also drawing up a lot of strength from you know the beautiful mother earth that we have um in terms of if I can't lie on the floor maybe I'm you know out and about or in the city today or something like that um my breath um staying really connected to my breath you know as soon as we we start to panic or we start to get into that hustle mode or we feel a bit rushed um we go into our heads we disconnect from our breath our breath becomes very short becomes very shallow so just really taking a moment to have some full belly breaths full body breaths and come back into my body um is is the thing that keeps me keeps me grounded Data see secrets to creating a profitable coaching business in these times of pandemic i think the first thing is it begins with a belief that it i mean it's letting go of the limiting belief that because we're in a pan pandemic that no one wants coaching i've actually seen the coaching industry just grow and grow during the pandemic because i think so many people are reassessing their lives so many people have been forced to question what is it that i truly want and again a lot of people have also thought actually do you know what I don't like this nine to five and maybe this is the time maybe this is my opportunity to actually start that side hustle to start that you know that business that I wanted to start so I think the first thing would be addressing your beliefs around it because if you believe that you know no one's going to pay for coaching and no one's ever going to pay you know to to work with a business mentor then your reality is going to reflect that you're going to create evidence to prove you right um so it really does start with belief um, aside from that, I think 
a lot of coaches I see aren't actually truly clear on their packaging, their prices or their niche. So getting super clear on these um, and having them in place. And when it comes to pricing and packaging, not moving on them. Um, so really, you know, staying resolute in what your prices and your packaging packages are. And I think the niche part is really important because people know that you're speaking to them. People know that you are the solution for them. Otherwise, it becomes quite vague. And then people are going to wonder why on earth they're paying for something because they don't even know what they're paying for. They don't know what support they're getting. They don't know what transformation you're going to help them create. Um, so I think that would be the, the fundamentals for me in terms of how to create a profitable coaching business during COVID-19 in particular and at all times just you know being getting your beliefs and your mindset in the right place getting your packages and your prices set and then being really clear on your niche and who you're serving. Why did you choose to, to mentor women only? I didn't actually start out with any intention to mentor women only. I I kind of started out a, a little bit looser than that. And I do actually have male clients. So even though my kind of niche is women, I do work with men as well. Um, but I focus on women because I like to work with a very feminine energy when it comes to building businesses. So you know, the, the young energy is that kind of like that very, very hustle, 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 go, go, go. It's very like um, Tony Robbins or Gary Vaynerchuk. You know, I love them both, but it's that very like, like high energy, young, masculine energy. And I like to come at business, building businesses in a slightly softer way where, you know, we're still creating incredible success and huge impact, but actually really harnessing that feminine energy you know tuning in listening to our intuition moving a little bit slower um using a lot of things like you know manifestation so i think that's why i've kind of ended up working a lot more with women um but i do work i do work with men too i you know nothing against working with men uh it just seems to be my niche okay let's talk about your business tell us more about soul circle coaching Yes, so I have two programs. Um, well, I guess I have three offerings and two programs. So the first thing I do is I work with clients one-to-one. Um, that's obviously a super intimate program. We work together for three months on creating transformation in their life or starting their business or up-leveling their business as well. You know, I do work with a lot of women who have already started the business and are at a point where they're feeling a bit disillusioned or they're not getting the, the levels of success and, and feedback that they were hoping for. Um, and I decided to create the program because I was realizing that I'm only one person and I can't serve everyone on a one-to-one -one basis. So I created two programs. The first one's the soul circle. So the soul circle is all about, it's a journey back to you. It's about coming back into alignment, you know, finding that clarity in your life again, uncovering your dreams, your goals, and then really moving forward with that. And as part of that, I cover a lot of things that hold women back often from, from moving towards whatever it is that we want, they want to create. You know, the soul circle is not business focused. It, it's more of a, a life focused program. So a lot of things that hold women back include comparison, fear of judgment, um, 
you know, lack of self-belief. So these are all the kinds of things that we we cover in the soul circle. And it's it's always such a magical journey. Just the women that it seems to call in is just incredible. Um, and then the other program I have is the Soulful Startup. And this is basically the best, and I will say that, the best course and mentoring program out there if you're looking to start a business or up-level a business that you've already started. Um, and in that, I follow the car method which I know I mentioned briefly before so we work on getting clarity you know being super clear on what it is that you're creating what your goals are within your business getting into action so actually taking that bold action towards building your business a lot of the women know what action it is that they want to create um but there's things holding them back which kind of come into the end which I'll, which I'll come on to in a minute l which is for lifestyle so you know I'm really about women having a life where they, they build a business that thrives, but they also thrive as well. It's not that they're working, you know, six till 12 every day and never having a weekend off. So really bringing in that element of, you know, does your business also support the type of life that you want to build? And then the M's for mindset and motivation. So, you know, really working on having those solid beliefs, that solid foundation to, to take you forward. And there's a lot of practical elements in there as well. So we do a lot about how to use um, social media, how to create content, um, how to create your, your programs themselves. Um, it's just a really all-encompassing program that I'm I'm super proud of. And I'm running the first round at the moment and the results already are incredible. So I'm, I'm thrilled. Uh, who can get into this set of startup? The ones who are like one year in a business or from zero to all the way up? Who's your perfect clientele? I've actually designed it so that it's for anyone. So if they've just begun, if they're literally at idea phase and they're beginning their business and rolling it out, it's perfect for them. You know, we can get super clear, get the get the foundations right, and then also help them up level super quickly rather than, you know, I think some people get it in their head that, oh, you know, my first year of business has to be super hard or the first year is going to be a struggle or I'm not going to earn enough money until I'm like, you know, 18 months in but that isn't the case at all and I really give the you know the women in the program the tools to to get going from the get-go um but it's I've also found that a lot of the women already do have businesses but I, I kind of find that they, they've started a business but they're not getting the level of success that they were hoping for and from an outsider perspective and, and I guess because I am a business mentor and you know I do this every day it's very clear to me why it isn't working and there's there's normally a few kind of key areas it can be lack of consistency it might be lack of clear messaging it might be um there's a problem with their marketing or their content um there might be a problem with the the packages or the pricing itself so really helping women in that position get to a point where they can up level you know where they're getting those consistent 5k 10k months um and they're really they're really creating a business that can support the people that they're serving and themselves. Okay, where can we find this um, program and how can we connect with you? So I'm on Instagram a lot, so that's probably a good place to start. I'm over at I am Alexandria Maria, or you can find me on my website as well, which is alexandriamaria.co.uk. Alexandria with an I, not Alexand Alexandra, as it often gets put. Um, those are the two main places I'm hanging out. So there's lots of information on the website about the packages and the programs. Um, and yeah, feel free to slide into my DMs if you want to chat about anything.
So clan, there will be more from Alexandria in a moment. If you are listening on one of the many podcasting platforms rather than my website and you are encouraged by Alexandria's journey, go to onlinesuccessjourney.com for a bonus portion of the interview. The Online Success Journey is a wonderful membership community built for people searching for the path to success. We are one big clan and you can be part of this community for free. Once you have joined the clan, click on part of Alexandria's journey or over 200 plus other journeys that are available and learn how you can find the right path for your own online success journey. That's a wrap plan. Remember, success is a journey. Patience and Alexandria. This is not the end of the journey. We hope you've enjoyed listening to part one and want to be sure you know there is a second part to this and every journey podcast at onlinesuccessjourney.com filled with even more success tips, uplifting stories, and even a bit of fun. There are dozens of episodes only available to the members of the Online Success Journey clan. Check out the website and click on Join the Clan for more information. Patience would like to thank you for listening to this podcast, and she has a free audio gift for you at her website. Go to OnlineSuccessJourney.com for instant access to this gift. Of course, you know that listening to the journeys of others helps each of us chart our own path, so make sure you're subscribed to be notified as each new interview is posted. There are so many ways to stay connected to the online success journey and to listen in. And if you're enjoying the podcast, we appreciate your help in telling others. One of the best ways to share the benefit you get is to rate and review it at Stitcher and other sites by clicking the stars or completing the ratings form. By clicking the thumbs up and leaving a comment on YouTube or liking and sharing the podcast on social media. To review the podcast within iTunes, simply open iTunes to the podcast, click on Ratings and Reviews, then write a review. On behalf of Patience and until next time, thanks once more for listening. It is our hope that this podcast will guide you on your own online success journey.